Welcome to a new episode of uh, the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here. I am a film critic for Film Companion. I have with me my friend and uh, the film critic uh, uh, for Mint Lounge, Uday Bhatia, uh, with me today. Um, we are going to be discussing one of the two big Hindi films from uh, the end of December, which is usually the norm. Um, it's not 83. We will discuss that later in the week, hopefully. Uh, we are going to be discussing Atrangi Re, which released on Disney Plus Hotstar. It's another Anandel Rai film written by Himanshu Sharma. The last film was Zero, just to refresh your memory, though I, I'm pretty sure you don't want to uh, uh, sort of remember that film. Uh, we uh, uh, Trangi Re stars um, Dhanush again, first time after Ranjana with uh, the same team. It stars Sara Ali Khan and it has Akshay Kumar in sort of an extended cameo. Um, um, I, Uday, um, first of all, uh, you can first of all just give me uh, just just uh, tell us a few lines about the film and tell did you have any kind of expectations given that sort of Dhanush is reuniting with Anand and I know Ranna didn't work for you as much as it did for me or a few others. Uh, did you have any sort of expectations or were you going in a little sort of wary of the of the film? Uh, I, I'd say the latter probably. I I, uh, I wasn't uh, very fond of Ranjana and though I, I love Dhanush in, in the Tamil films that he does, uh, mm. I haven't really warmed to him in, in Hindi films. Um, not that it's his fault. Uh, but uh, I, I did want to hear a Rahman soundtrack after really long in a film. So that was uh, that was one thing that I was looking forward to. Um, the film itself, uh, let's give you the non-spoiler version, but with the caveat that spoilers will come very soon because yeah. uh, <laughs> because Rahul is dying to <laughs> talk about spoilers now that he did a review, <laughs> somehow managing <laughs> to not mention any of the twists, which is a superhuman effort. I did not attempt that. Uh, so... Um, uh, Sara Ali Khan is um, uh, plays Rinku, who's basically a serial eloper uh, in a Bihar town, and she's run away from. The film starts with her running away from home, and uh, she's done that apparently twenty times in some seven years, and uh, we don't know whom she's running away with yet. That comes a little later. Uh, and by coincidence, when she's at the train station trying to get away uh, and before her family tracks her down out there, Dhanush uh, uh, alights at that station and he's a medical student. Uh, he's uh, studying in Delhi and he's there in that town for some reason that we couldn't quite figure out. I'm not sure if the film makes it clear. And... Um, Sarah Ali Khan is uh, taken back home and uh, she's beaten by her grandmother, played by Seema Biswas. And they decide that uh, enough is enough and they will get her married to the first uh, suitable or unsuitable person uh, uh, whom they can find. And that uh, happens to be Dhanush. And very quickly, uh, the two are married off in a drugged state and put on a train to Delhi. And that's where Sara Ali Khan tells uh, Dhanush that uh, she's actually in love with uh, a person called Sajad Ali Khan, who's played by Akshay Kumar. Uh, 
uh, who's a magician and we have a couple of songs with them and uh, Dhanush is like I'm going to be engaged and so it seems like they're going to part ways. Um, you want to take it from there Rahul? Yeah, and, and, and Dhanush uh, then for some strange reason decides to take her to his engagement in Chennai. And he's, uh, he, he, he is marrying the daughter of the dean of his medical college, which is, you know, sort of was supposed to be a problem, but it did not turn out to be a problem eventually. So he takes her to uh, his wedding in Chennai, which gives Sara Ali Khan to, you know, sort of wear those saris and uh, do a very weird song in front of Dhanush. And his to-be wife, um, um, and you know, she that 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 obviously that entire sort of Chennai set piece ends in some sort of disaster because that's when uh, the uh, that's when his Danush's fiance, of course, through a video because how else do Hindi films uh, sort of give away uh, plot points these days through a YouTube video or through a news video, uh, finds out that, you know, Dhanush was sort of married in Bihar and uh, Sara Ali Khan is actually technically his wife. So it all comes to this whole family sort of uh, standstill in Chennai where Dhanush. Uh, so now, obviously, we will get into spoiler territory very soon. Um, but I have a few questions before we go into spoiler territory. Would I feel free to answer them? Because I don't think I'm ever going to get any answers. Uh, the, uh, about the, the this entire sort of wedding in Chennai, uh, that this is where Sara Ali Khan, of course, we know she's a little off. But then again, that is the way directors like Imtiaz Ali and Anand Elrai treat most of their female feisty characters, this manic sure. pixie thing. So you think obviously they are just, you know, uh, sort of imitating Karina Kapoor and Jabbi Met as most uh, modern actresses do. And uh, you know there's something off, uh, especially from the way she dances and talks and the way she flirts with Dhanush in Chennai. She is like making a very obvious attempt to sort of come on to him and, and uh, uh, you know, being very annoying at the same time. And at some point during this whole Chennai thing, uh, Apparently, Dhanush develops feelings for Inku. Uh, I mean, let's call them by their names now, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, Vishu develops feelings for Inku. Um, so that's a part we totally miss because the entire films about people falling in love, which, you know, I agree are stretched most of the time. But there is not a single scene um, that really sort of even hints at, forget shows, that, you know, Vishu... Uh, sort of, you know, falls for Rinku. And uh, it's it just out of nowhere that, you know, Vishu just sort of gives those uh, glances to her, uh, uh, sort of conveying that he's going to be probably in a one-sided love story for some reason. It's it's just because they are Dhanush and Sara Ali Khan that it seems like, you know, it's just... That. And there are, I mean, we'll come to a couple of scenes we thought later were edited out, like entire dumps of information that aren't there in the film. Uh, sure. This is, of course, assuming that the film is very logical, but let's just give that, uh, let's just assume it is. Um, so, yeah, there was not uh, anything. So, obviously, if your central sort of conceit is that the two lead characters or one of the lead characters in love with the other, there has to be some kind of hint or some kind of, you know, uh, lead up or build up or even a single scene or a moment that hinted at that this takes off and just assumes that Dhanush, uh, I mean sorry uh, Vishu is in love with Rinku and after that of course after they are thrown out from Chennai and 
you know they, he's banished from the, the their the, his fiance's life they go back to delhi and she is supposed to live with him in the hostel there i can still assume that he's maybe has the inclination to fall in love with her slowly uh, but there is nothing before that and apparently his feelings were very obvious as soon as he was going to get married uh, or get engaged to his fiance we should also mention that rinku uh, has the uh, uh, broadest of bihari accents in this uh, <laughs> film and uh, sara ali khan really leans into it and uh, i guess if you like sara ali khan uh, this is uh, prob- i don't know her most uh, flamboyant performance uh, and she's pretty like out there anyways in everything that she does uh on screen so this one it's kind of like i mean there's there really no half measures uh with her but the thing is that if if it doesn't work for you then it really won't work because there's uh, there's no holding back with her and uh, it's unlike the sort of minimalist uh, bad acting that you get from shraddha or katrina or ananya uh that you know if uh, they if even if you don't like them they do so little that you can kind of ignore them but that's absolutely not possible with sara and especially yeah. not in this film uh, uh and if the accent i mean i i don't know how how much it bothered you raul but uh, it's kind of it's it's just hit so hard uh, that uh, and and she kind of keeps it up almost through the film she uh, doesn't uh, forget it at uh, you know even towards the end she's kind of keeps doing it but it never sounds uh, like uh, anything natural it always sounds like sara ali doing an accent yeah so this uh, um, you're right about that like in the sense the accent obviously was the most uh obvious bad thing about a uh, quite a bad performance and and you're right that you know this kind of bad acting the one where the artist is trying so hard and to be an actor and to sort of just throwing herself onto the screen and uh, uh, is worse than the minimalist kind of bad acting that you see from other actors and actresses because they just are not capable of doing more than that and this sara ali khan i guess that's what gets to me in the few films that i've seen of her so far which are more than two uh, it, it just that's what really gets to me with her so she is sort of i always get a sense that she has derived her entire concept her entire idea of acting from the actresses she's watched growing up in the 90s you know uh, the the sort of over the top uh, heroine sort of uh, the performances that she really tries to give in 2020 21 is derived from a lot of other acting that she's probably grown up on and which is which may have now in hindsight been sort of dated and bad acting and and heroines were mainly accessories for the longest time so she's still stuck in that accessory mode because you know she still thinks she, you know acting is sort of a tribute to uh, uh, you know the actresses of your like you know madhuri dikshit and and all of them you know they they used to have a way to of doing this certain kind of sort of over the top thing and and i think sara still does that and i think a couple of other actors and actresses still think that acting is basically paying tribute to your uh, to sort of the people that came before you and and you can clearly sense that she's copying 
uh, actresses like Karina Kapoor and 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 you know at, at times Madhuri Dixit and Sri Devi and Ravina Tandon at times, especially in the Chennai scenes where she's flirting with Dhanush. And and that's the problem. None of these new age actors and actresses, especially those coming from film families, uh, base their sense of acting on life itself. They've not learnt the craft of acting as such. They've sort of are very good at imitating or very good, most of them at least, are very good at uh, uh, sort of, uh, it just feels like they're doing a parody or a satire of what they thought was acting at one point of time. So I feel like Sarah Ali Khan is like the sort of the, uh, the, the, the pinnacle of this kind of acting. And it comes across very obviously, especially with the BRE accent she's trying to put on uh, throughout the film. Uh, honestly, I don't know if she's consistent about it. I think she was, after a while, I forgot that she even had a BRE accent or she was trying to put it on because there were, uh, now let's get to the juicy part of the film which is the twist because I, I don't think I can go ahead uh, beating around the bush anymore because I'm done with it in the review itself. Mm. Uh, so so now that Uday and me have mentioned that Sara isn't really good in this film like in most films, uh, the filmmakers seem to have put, uh, seem to have sort of conceived almost a twist in the film uh, or designed the narrative to sort of uh, tell you that there's a reason Sarah was acting so badly in the first half of the film. And the twist is that Sarah is apparently, uh, she sort of has, uh, she's mentally unstable. And she, uh, uh, the uh, Sajad Ali Khan, who is Akshay Kumar, who is, who was supposed to be her older boyfriend all this while, doesn't actually exist. She's, he's a figment of her imagination. So, of course, we go through all the scenes where we've where we've seen both of them together in her flashbacks or the story she was telling to Vishu, and we see that she was actually talking to thin air. And that's why at least the one detail they got right is the crowds or the the, the background characters in most of the scenes where Sarah Ali Khan was with Akshay Kumar uh, towards the end. For example, Akshay Kumar comes on an elephant to the medical college in Delhi to greet her. And she, she sees, she can hear it, and she runs towards that elephant on the streets for some reason. And of course, anyone who sort of uh, has watched enough films will know that, you know, this is, even by Bollywood standards, a very over-the-top, unreal sort of entry scene into a film, even for a superstar of Akshay Kumar's caliber. And, of course, as it turns out, this isn't actually happening. Sarah Ali Khan is talking to the air. And the weird part is, you know, not a lot of background characters are reacting to the elephant, uh, which is, you know, on point. But at the same time, not a lot of characters throughout the film in the background are even reacting to Sarah's, uh, to, to sort of uh, her, uh, to Rinku's, uh, you know, talking to thin air sort of thing that she's been doing throughout the film, which is weird. So that that's really going the whole hog. And of course, this was the twist that um, has really, you know, I can't say divided audiences, but that has really been the talking point of uh, 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 Trangire for the last few days since it's released. And... The thing is, the filmmakers, the the writing goes the whole log in the sense that, you know, they really, uh, Dhanush has a psychiatrist best friend who keeps saying he knows women because, you know, he's uh, studying to be a psychiatrist. And he sort of really spells out Sarah's old problem and hints that maybe Akshay Kumar is actually one of her, uh, her father who died in a tragedy when she was young. And, and then they sort of play into the entire scenario because they don't want to shock 
Rinku into some some sort of you know uh, uh, into some sort of coma or death. So they sort of play along and act like Akshay actually exists, which for some weird reason reminded me of uh, the way Circuit used to behave. That you know, Mahatma Gandhi exists when he finds out that you know, Munna Bhai is sort of uh, seeing Mahatma Gandhi in Lagerao Munna Bhai. But yeah, they really play into it, and uh, it gets so offensive that it gets funny after a while. Uday, you'd like so, to uh, you know, slightly worryingly, they also want like the I mean, they also want Vishu to get the girl. But the 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 friend says says that much. Like, do you want to? you know do you want her to fall in love with you or not so they're also weirdly trying to cure her by giving her medicine from time to time and playing along with this delusion uh, and but they also want her to fall in love with uh, with vishu uh, which apparently because whenever she starts feeling uh, you know uh, strong strongly about vishu then uh, uh, the uh, fictional uh, akshay kumar uh, sajad uh, starts experiencing some kind of mishap like he he falls off a, you know a ledge or he he cuts himself uh, in in her uh, you know in her imagination so uh, sort of really um, a weird uh, kind of uh, scenario which they've cooked up and to be um, you know I, I guess uh, some kind of credit where it's due this is really I mean out there uh, by any standards including that of Hindi cinema uh, this uh, this story is uh, is is pretty much the the weirdest I've I've seen in the last few years at least and probably like much before that also I agree I think I remember watching Dil Ne Jise Apna Kaha Salman Khan film back in 2004 5 6 I don't know one of those years where you know uh, uh, I think the heart transplant meant that the person was transplanted into another person or the love for the same girl was transplanted into this another man so you know back then it was still back then it was still par for the course in the sense like they, those were the times of you know like silly sort of Bollywood plots which you know really don't really pretend to be sane they really believed in romance and love sort of conquering all whether it's and so so it's the same thing here except it's 2021 and times have changed and i get that you know that whole sort of retro bollywood belief in romance and love that love is the cure and you know and the illness itself and but the one thing that has really bugged me about anand el rai films and which are obviously written by himanshu sharma is that the obviously the way they sort of design their female characters is one thing of course they've always been putting them on the brink of madness and call calling it manic pixiness for the longest time here they obviously go one step forward and literally call it madness and and saying that it needs to be sort of it's sort of really certifiable and at the same time the actors can the the hero can still cure her by making her fall in love with him and with the power of love alone and you know they've been doing that for the longest time they've been using sort of womanhood in a sense as a sort of condition like if you see the Tanu Veds Manu films you see Zero you see uh, not Ranjna so much but you see uh, uh, the, the other three popular films that he's made it always feels like the heroine is playing to a type which is like a feisty sort of thing 
uh, manic pixie thing which is which she plays as a condition itself like and then love is supposed when she does fall in love or when she uh, realizes that she is in love with uh, a male character in the film that's when her madness sort of gives way to love so they are actually looked at as a feeling as an emotion as a trait of being a woman for the longest time and here of course they go literal in every sense and you're right about you know it going all out but you know there's a way to really go all out because uh, it's one thing sort of showing that here is a character who's mentally not all there and and uh, she is in a hospital staying with medical students who think that it's okay to sort of trick her into falling in love with uh, their friend uh, um, and at the same time there's that ridiculous scene where figment of her imagination sajad uh, you know threatens to commit suicide by jumping from the terrace and right. at the same time you know vishu decides to compete with him after drinking by you know smashing uh, smashing sort of bottles onto his head Uh, yeah. uh, to make her feel and at that point i just you know and the problem is all of this is played for comedy if not you know uh, uh, and some of it is of course it sort of morphs into dramedy and that's the problem with the tone right like of course they are explaining everything and of course you have to admire the fact that they are sort of making a psychological drama but making it a literal device but these disturbing scenes like especially the terrace scene and and sort of uh, vishu sort of fighting with a figment of her imagination to win her sympathy and to win her love would have worked in ranjana and with a lot of toxic love around and all but i don't think there was i mean it made no yeah it's something offensive after a while it just started being really like uh, ignorant and you know it lacked self awareness and uh, you know that that after a while you of course check out and start to get entertained by just how far the filmmakers are willing to go in service of this truly bizarre brave but absolutely ignorant plot so you know after a while it stopped really mattering to me in a weird way it reminded me of sadma also uh, it, just in terms of like a, a guy who is um, uh taking care of of uh, of a girl who has like uh, uh, serious mental health issues and uh, kind of you know it's it's a slightly queasy sort of uh, uh, love story also but um, also she's just not there mentally and it's uh, it becomes quite twisted but uh, at least that film kind of um, Uh, it sort of built its uh, premise very carefully and it limited it to just those two characters and uh, atrangi i think one of the as as you had mentioned earlier because we have you know no uh, indication of why uh, vishu would uh, you know would fall for rinku or uh, any any point at which you know he he starts liking her uh, for uh, or any reason and uh, vice versa also because she is uh, she is super devoted to the fictional sajad uh, so why is she flirting with uh, vishu also uh, if if these things were clearer and if the relationships were developed strongly and we could believe that yes these guys do have really strong feelings for each other i think then maybe some of the bizarreness of the plot we could buy into a little easier 
simply because you know we're rooting for the characters so even though the situation might be outlandish we'd still want them to sort of end up together or succeed or uh, not be like seeing uh, delusional uh, magicians uh, on elephants uh, depending <laughs> yes, yeah, so I mean, uh, the, the, that that whole sort of rooting for the characters never really happens, right? Like, I mean, we aren't really given a reason to believe it. Just that the filmmakers are almost telling us, okay, you've seen a lot of these films already. So just assume that it happens anyway in Chennai or in the train itself. Uh, because, yeah. you know, men do fall for these women. And uh, even if these women are not all there... Uh, men sort of really misconstrue that as you know some sort of cuteness uh, uh, which is disturbing also but then yeah. again they they go the they of course go the whole log and get into uh, medical jargon which we never really are supposed to sort of really accept and uh, it also reminded me i mean of course the tone is a big problem which is why it never really uh, uh, as as absurd and sort of really bizarre that you know the plot is i think they could have there was still a fair bit of chance they could have pulled it off you know unlike zero they could have really pulled it off if they had been a little more uh, if they understood what they are trying to say themselves because at some point i think they just lost uh, all sense of you know uh, you know sensitivity or 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 any kind of understanding of what they are sort of bringing into the story and decided to just make it sort of an entertainer it reminded me of i don't know if you've seen maine gandhi ko nahi mara uh, yeah. but um, janu barua's old film starring anupam kher where it's a similar sort of premise in the sense as an old man who still uh, sort of imagines that he's a professor and he's sort of suffering from dementia and mm. he's sort of just and he still imagines that he killed gandhi that he uh, uh, was the reason gandhi died and uh, his daughter who's played by urmila matonkar decides to sort of really gather everyone who knows him together including his doctors and his family and well-wishers and play play you know uh, sort of uh, play along with this scene so that he does not get too traumatized and they really do they pull it off in the sense that they do a court scene uh, to uh, and put him on trial mm. and they do all of that to convince him that you know he's not the guy who killed gandhi and uh, and and that's the uh, and they put on a proper elaborate show and it was played for drama it was played of course the main character suffered from dementia and i'm not saying that these conditions especially mental health cannot be conveyed through a, a tone of say comedy or a light tone in films it can be but this lacks uh, you know this lacks uh, any sense of awareness uh, of its own and, and that that really of course there's a bad acting and there's a there's a lot of badly written scenes where the friend sort of uh, where the psychiatrist friend is just telling us what can be wrong instead of actually showing us visually maybe that this is what is wrong with rinku uh, of course you also mentioned the fact that uh, the, the, there is uh, never also a scene where any of the hostelites are told to really play along with uh, uh, with you uh, to sort of fool uh, i mean to, to to sort of play along and never really let on that uh, that you know something is wrong with sara like of course there's the taj mahal scene uh, where they decide to pay 500 bucks to all onlookers to act 
like you know sara is actually putting on a show so that she doesn't know the truth and but there was never really seen where uh, i know these are small details but these matter especially when it's such a uh, when it's such a ridiculous plot where there's there's never uh, any scene where vishu is sort of gathering all his friends in the hostel auditorium and telling them the problem and that they need to now sort of uh, get together and make sure however ill conceived the plan is to make sure that sara never really knows that she's she's you know mentally ill and if you think about it it's uh, this particular thing is pretty creepy because that's like a, a a bunch of guys getting together to fool a mentally uh, ill girl uh, into falling for their friend uh, yeah. which is just um, you know i mean <laughs> it's it's weird it's uh, it's more than weird it's just it's kind of uh, it's criminal Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they are arrested for this shit, but of course, you know, in the eyes of uh, uh, the makers, it's it's really a sort of a sort of a intense love story. Which brings me to uh, AR Rahman's soundtrack and his music. Uh, Uday, you have feelings about this? Uh, 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 unlike me. Yeah, I uh, so uh, I think one thing that helped was perhaps that I I heard the uh, songs before I saw the movie. So my first experience of the the songs was uh, unadulterated, as it were. Uh, I uh, pr- uh, obviously not uh, not his uh, his uh, like a classic uh, of Rahman, but even like uh, middling Rahman is better than anything that is being put out by Hindi film music nowadays. Uh, like way better. Uh, one song in particular, I think all of us have uh, liked, which is that little little song. where they're, yeah. uh, they're dancing in the hostel and dhanush is a bit drunk and yeah. uh, it allows dhanush to display that kind of uh, star quality that comes uh, so effortlessly to him rather than the sort of bechara kind of thing that he has to do in in hindi films and which he doesn't have to do in tamil films mm. uh, so in in that song a little bit of that comes out you know that sort of uh, swagger in that uh, really a uh, kind of ease that he has dancing not dancing just sort of uh, walking down the hall and i thought that was shot brilliantly also by uh, by pankaj kumar yeah i mean i guess first of all i didn't listen to a lot of music before the film i never do i mostly digest uh, movie soundtracks while watching the movie and depending on that i get addicted to a soundtrack or not uh, I, i guess but for some reason for me if i check out of a movie and if it's so obviously terrible like this one i don't know why the other aspects of the craft then stop standing out to me like i know for a fact that rahman soundtrack is pretty good like i've see i've heard it play all around me for the last one week you know irrespective of the film uh, and I, of course i write about little little and and that the entire dhanush thing but uh, again i felt like they a lot of parts in the film was just using of course music is used songs are used as a narrative crutch by hindi films and it, you know they are supposed to in a way uh, maybe they take the narrative forward or they take it behind or or you know uh, tell you something through the music but uh, i i just felt like this the music year was sort of really used as sort of a last ditch attempt to keep the film going like whenever we thought that okay the film has nowhere to go rehman song started playing and uh, which felt weird because i i felt like after a while they were really not 
using the music for what it could have been used like emotional complexity uh, some sort of narrative heft some sort of any ways to explain the feelings that the script refuses to explain uh you know i just thought that they were using it it was it was a sort of a cop out move in that sense and whenever i felt like i was losing interest or just wanting to just leave the room a rehman song would come on uh, as if the filmmakers are telling you okay we have something more don't go after the song will be back with something more i i don't know i just felt like it was very obvious in this film and as good as the soundtrack uh, uh, was I, i just felt like it sort of tarnished the movie itself tarnished my perception of how i looked at the music or how i even enjoyed the music so for some reason i'm not finding myself wanting to go back to the soundtrack after the movie and the yearwormy songs i'm not really getting into as much as most other people but i totally get it like if i could divorce the uh, my feelings about the movie from the other aspects of the film like the music or or say the cinematography also like you said pankaj kumar really shot that song well it really didn't occur to me in the movie because i was so uh it was such, the movie itself was such a deal breaker for me uh i, I had a question about uh um, towards the end of the film of course there's an entire railway station scene where sara comes to terms with the fact that she's been mentally you know unstable all along and akshay kumar is actually her father who died uh, uh you know uh, a long time back while performing a magic trick you know because of her family and her mother died also uh, along and of course it was sort of a love jihad angle there and uh, uh, you know there there's a towards the end of the scene uh, they towards the end of the film they sort of uh, then start showing flashbacks like most hindi films do right like with twists where they so show that the flashbacks we actually saw of sara uh, sort of in love with uh, uh, akshay kumar in the middle of the film when he's introduced as a lover when sajad is introduced as rinku's lover there's an entire montage there's a song that you know when she's narrating to danush who he is that shows her running away from home with a kid with you know uh, for, uh, and always sort of and, and some ridiculous shots there also but uh, uh, towards the end of the film it shows that that was sara that was rinku's mother all along and what we were seeing were flashbacks of uh of the uh, older couple and and sara sort of just projected onto that and and sort of mistook her father for being i mean obviously it's another level of daddy issues but then uh, of course you know it was sort of a father was acting as a surrogate till she found her actual soulmate and that yeah. entire flashback where they reveal that okay what we were seeing all along was actually the past you know on paper i thought that was pretty cool but I don't think they pulled it off there either. <laughs> Look, it's a bananas twist. It's it's absolutely like I uh, that's insane. I I don't know who I don't know who could have pulled that off really. I I don't know if it's a I don't even know if I want it to be pulled off like well because I don't know what that entails. because they uh, the the love story between rinku and sajad which we mostly see as her fantasies of the guy it's strangely sort of not very heated they are never uh, kind of shown to be too close uh, romantically and he's also giving her advice that could kind of be construed as fatherly 
as in he's always telling her what to do and like what is good for her and stuff like that and not so much about it's not so much a romantic thing in retrospect their their scenes together but also it's not played enough as like a father daughter relationship and she's clearly into him uh so it's it's a weird thing i don't know how you pitch uh, at at how you pitch it like what tone you're supposed to really hit uh, with with that yeah and you know if you notice they are very obviously in the auto rickshaw scene when they are on the way to the station rinku and vishu sort of uh, vishu like you know give, uh, giving away his feelings to her and she is saying that of course i can have both why can't i have both mm-hmm. uh, and then the writer very clearly putting in that of course we had no physical contact we never kissed and then you know vishu also saying you not kissed me either so you know it, it's like they want to go the whole log but at the same time they were like okay listen we did not let akshay kumar like really touch sara kali khan through the film so we were actually fooling you all along even though she was looking at him all dewy eyed and you know sort of uh, ready to do anything for him they did not actually share any kind of romantic uh, chemistry which is you know uh, which is you know one way of saying that like let's not be totally offensive of course when yeah. you've go, gone so far you know it it's a little weird that they sort of really checked out at the last moment so i thought that was very like that was that stood out like a sort thumb just putting in that scene that dialogue you should leave that much to the viewers if they you know whatever viewers are left by then that have mm-hmm. come along with the film if they yeah. bought that much there is no reason they can't take the fact that okay let us think back to the fact whether akshay and sara were uh, you know rinku and sort of uh, sajad were actually uh, romantic partners or not maybe they had this father daughter thing going along but anyway these are the kind of sort of real uh, i mean within the lack of logic there are still flaws which means like there's sort of a double lack of logic going on but uh, i wanted to also before we sort of wrap up talk to you ask you about what you've thought about the reception to the film which it's been 3 or 4 days since it's come out on uh, hotstar mm-hmm. uh, I found it very interesting because uh, there has been quite a divisive reaction. I thought it's going to be dismissed. Like I thought nobody is right. going to get into it. I thought it's going to offend people to Kingdom Come, and there are at least fifty percent of people who are actually getting into the film and really liking it. I don't know if it's the Danush and fans and the entire sort of uh, you know South angle coming in where. they are defending him comfort me and also it's only his third in the film so you know he's the underdog in a sense but there are a fair amount of viewers who been trolling critics for this for not liking the film and who been liking the film i don't know if it's genuine or not maybe let's assume it's genuine uh, what do you make of that like how exactly from like how do you like this film yeah it's uh, it is a little weird i think perhaps you could attribute it to like the sheer ballsiness of the film to just like try whatever it did and uh, whether or not uh, we liked it uh, or not or whether we think it worked i think it's uh, i mean it's it's very uh, it's pretty unique and i don't think i'll be forgetting this film in a long time uh, this is uh, i mean even of the films this year i mean it's not it's not one of the better films but it's certainly i think the film that will probably stay with me longer maybe even longer than the films that i actually liked this year which are very few 
simply because what it tries and i i think people maybe are responding to that in some uh, in some way there of course as you mentioned there is the dhanush fandom uh, though uh, I, i think we have to be honest and say that dhanush is fine here but uh, he is so so much better in the films that he does in his own uh, in his own uh, language and uh, even in ranjana i would probably say that he is uh, better than he is here but uh, of course that's no fault of his uh, and um, i don't know maybe there's a sara ali fandom and all who were willing her to uh, uh, do well and I mean, be a star um, so kumar fandom also but you know i i i'd like to believe it's not the individual actors fandoms coming to the film's defense here as much as uh, regular viewers who are actually buying into the the sheer bizarreness of the film of course it's yeah, like, i think initially it was just that you know uh, all the critics saying that you will not believe what you have watched and then every that's of course a challenge to anybody that they're like okay i'll watch this and uh, i think some of them maybe thought that it you know I, it, it, uh, just just felt that it was uh, uh, like it really tried something even if it missed and maybe they're responding to that uh, i had a, a, a small thought uh, regarding you know what you, you you were talking about that scene in the in the auto where she says you know why can't i have both and i feel that because of the later twist with the uh, you know the sajjad situation and and the ghost dad uh, electra complex thing happening uh, they they missed out on something that was truly transgressive which is rinku's character uh, wanting it all uh, wanting both wanting the uh, the uh, geeky medical student uh from tamil nadu wanting the muslim uh older man magician whom her family hates uh and uh, wanting to flirt with both of them wanting to elope with this guy uh, you know there there is a certain like uh freedom and expansiveness in in that statement that i i want both uh and uh, that is never um, i mean we then uh, uh find out that she can't have it uh and that is i think the true transgressiveness of what the film could have been and maybe missed out because of of course where it was leading yeah you're right i mean that's that's again you know just stopping short of really uh you know trying to if you're going to you know go all out and subvert templates and all that's that's one way to do it and i always felt like the film was really going and trying to touch the stars and then being like okay there's a lack of oxygen here let's go down for a bit and come back up sort of thing was happening and uh, yeah like i mean sure you know marks for really going nuts in every literal way possible but uh, and you know and it's interesting i actually don't mind the fact and i actually like the fact that a lot of people are buying into it and saying that okay marks for intent and mm-hmm. mostly the people who like it are really obviously seeing the intent and seeing the sheer you know guts of the of mainstream yeah. bollywood storytellers to uh, delve into you know waters like this which is which is unheard of like of course and you know they of course did not manage to pull it off with zero i don't know if they uh, uh, you know at least in a massy sense managed to pull it off here but uh, it, it's nice that people are actually lauding you know ambition 
rather than uh, you know just straight away sort of getting offended um, of course you know we belong to the latter uh, category but uh, at the same time i I'd, i'd like to say that you know i implore all of you to rather watch judgmental hai kya which i thought was a film in the same space but i thought it was made far better far more edgy and that's why it failed uh, it was also kangna's last decent performance i don't know whether if you like that film or not but it i did i, I, I mean uh, i i did i thought it was quite a smart film actually smart. because it yeah. it played with the kangna persona also in a way that was uh, uh, sort of um, at least at that point she hadn't quite crossed the line into uh, you know yeah. what she is today and therefore that was quite enjoyable um i did like it but i i also liked how people are kind of giving this uh, film maybe they're giving it marks for intent but they're not giving it for like good intentions which is yeah. often the case like out here like it there'll be a terrible film but since it's hitting like all the you know the the uh, the correct notes in terms of what one should say uh, people be like yeah no i i uh, i admire what it's trying to do out here it hits no notes which people would like it uh, to hit and yet it somehow i think just through sheer like uh, we will give it a try uh, mm-hmm. attitude it's somehow uh, breaking through to some sort of audience at least yeah i guess in 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 context of mainstream storytelling or where hindi cinema stands sure you know good people are giving it marks for intent but man it like it's it's also worrying as you said rightly that uh, people aren't seeing through uh, the obviously problematic uh, uh, sort of broad strokes that the film takes with regards to mental health and all and i know people don't like hearing it from reviewers from critics from uh film analysts from serious movie goers that okay this film is problematic it is not woke it is it is you know what but they, this on such a fundamental level gets it like all messed up and uh, uh, you know you you know what it's trying to do and you admire the film for that but it does it in the worst way possible i don't think there was a worse way to do it especially with <laughs> all the things it's put in uh so yeah uh, you you have to take that into consideration and uh, it's really not about virtue signaling most of the time it's just about really calling out a film for not for, for first of all you know really not getting its basics right uh, uh, in pursuit of this very manmohan desai template that most people really like praising these days i i just feel like it's uh, we should expect better especially in 2021 and especially Uh, if it's a big film like this if it's uh, towards the end of the year when you know all the eyes are going to be on you i mean you know the bright spot is that it isn't playing in theaters it's you know on disney hotstar if i feel like the filmmakers uh, you know did a smart thing by doing that because theaters going against 83 this may not this may have gotten a totally different reception i feel if it had played in theaters i think we had talked about this earlier how our perception sort of changes then but yeah that's pretty much it today is, is there anything like uh, else you want to add about this unforgettable film for you <laughs> no not 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 much i uh, i think i will remember this for a while uh, and it was fun uh, i think watching it we saw a film together uh, a <laughs> hindi film together after a while both 83 and this uh, yeah, so yeah. that was good uh but uh, yeah no i i i would urge 
people who are uh, you know who watch a lot of hindi cinema and and don't mind uh, kind of subjecting themselves to the craziness to to check it out even though we've given away the whole plot now so uh, but uh, it 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 is um, it is a bit unique but it is a unique uh, mess really um, yeah yes. that's I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what i finally felt about it that's a fair summation um if uh, any of you have any suggestions and if you want to write into us about this film or any of our previous podcast do write into our email address is rahulnoles@gmail.com and bhatia.ud@gmail.com uh, we will hopefully do a year end up podcast or and even one about 83 uh, maybe get tanul who has been uh, missing Uh, for, for a fair while uh, doing a lot of writing i'd say uh, more than most of us but uh, yeah we'll be back soon because 83 is the kind of film i really wanted to sort of lean into especially given that all three of us have sort of different degrees of feelings towards that film uh, and uh, for those of you who haven't got chatrangire do uh, go and watch it and tell us what you think uh, and uh, we'll see you soon thanks for joining us for this podcast